genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here with the voices I'm always here with uh, Sean Batiste. What's up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Blake. Hey, As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books, we're going to spoil those for you. So I'm going to give you some timestamps in the episode description. So you can skip anything that you might need to skip. Our top story today is Inferno Number One by Jonathan Hickman, Valerio Shidi, and David Curiel. Yeah, here we are again. Woo! We we're did back. It. It's like we never left. We've been <laughs> staring <laughs> at these like stupid it. Zoom squares every night for a week straight. That's why. Yeah, we're on. We're on a bit of a bender here. We. This is the third show we've recorded in like as many days. I like Just to about. move the Zoom squares around so I can look at you guys in different orders. <laughs> so just feels, yeah. so some f- semblance of change. So change it up new, a bit. Yeah, yeah. So it feels new and exciting. Just to, just to feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, here we are. What, which uh, which is the perfect time to plug our Patreon. Go join the Patreon so you can listen to us. Go insane in real time on the other episodes that we've been co- recording all week. <laughs> mm. yes. I mean, none of that's on our public Discord, but hey, come come hang out, come talk to us, and make it more interesting. Someone finally made my my phone make a sound, and yeah, they were like, hey, did this make Adam's phone make a sound? And I was like, it did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're welcome, listener. I wanted yeah. to be a smartass and be like, it just made mine vibrate and it didn't make a sound, but I was like, that's not yeah, even but a good it, joke. Yeah, but it makes a sound when it vibrates. That counts as a sound. Mm, it's a yeah. vibration True. is, a, a sound is nothing but it's a vibration. It's just air. Joke's on you, suckers. My shit's on silent. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I just got well actually about, like, the physics of sound. Yeah. Sorry. Well, that's what you get. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. You got to come correct. <laughs> 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 well you know we might as well plug the things i mean we, we just told the listener that we've recorded three things in three days and then so we might as well tell you all what they are so a tease, um, adam it's so a over on our <laughs> over on our patreon we're doing uh, a special thing for october with dueling genre verses we're doing dueling dueling genre versus halloween and the four of us got to kick things off with uh Ghostbusters episode, so that'll be hitting your feed sometime soon. Yes. Yeah, for, first um, week in October. Uh, I, I don't have any concept of time anymore, so I don't know when you'll be hearing this and when that will be <laughs> be available. But they'll be around the same time. I think it's um, the ninth. Yeah, sounds about right. Ish. And, th- and then so like sometime the week, next week, the week after that, uh, you can tune in on that same show to hear me, Sean, and a couple other of our buddies talk about uh, what we do in the shadows. And then on top of all of that, we uh, we got to sit down with Nick from Franchiseography, also in Dueling Genre, yes. to talk about Hoxpox, House of X and Powers of Ten, um, on Now in Trade, which is going, going to be hitting your Patreon feed this Saturday. We're also going to give it to you for free, so you get a, you get like a little sample of what Now free, in Trade is baby. like. You guys are really going to want to listen to that episode after yeah. this episode. Especially or, after that. I'm so to that happy one we recorded that before this one. <laughs> How can they know that if they're listening to this one? God. <laughs> well, they can just stop this one before we talk about Inferno. Go listen I, to We're going to talk and about it. We're going to talk about how great it was that we read that book before we read God, this one. Lord. So, the timing was so perfect. Yeah. And now we're here doing this show, our regular show, 
for y'all, our, our lovely listeners. Yep. I'd like to make Adam's phone make noise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I like it. It's hey, honestly, it's 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 truly it's beautiful fun. that I get to hang out with you guys this much this week. It's been it's been nice because I don't see anybody in person anymore, uh, except for RJ, who I'm hanging out with this weekend. So yeah, or when your computer nice. dies. <laughs> or my I just found out is. that my work from home status is permanent. Oh, so Ooh. we're never going to see Adam. Got so it. now you're not seeing anyone. Yeah, <laughs> my beard's just going to keep getting longer and longer until <laughs> I start tripping over it. Yep. Well. That's the dream, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to start getting tangled up in my skateboard wheels, and uh. then, then what? <laughs> then you're just a cartoon oh. character at that That's point. Like- a big, long, white beard getting tangled up in my skateboard wheels, because I'm just a kid. <laughs> That's like pure Master Roshi, Master Roshi like vibes. Yeah. Skateboard How wizard. How do you do, fellow children? It is I, the skate wizard. Wow, skate wizard, I thought you'd be better at skating. <laughs> I know you would think with Damn. the name. It's, uh, it's an ironic think. nickname. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like, ironic. Yeah. I call it a big guy, little. Yeah. <laughs> We're tiny. I've broken. I've broken apart from all reality, and I feel like I say that every week. But yeah, it really that's happened a, this time. Yeah, it's perfect that we're going to talk about this first book because of that. Because it's uh, Holy yeah, it's great shit. Yeah, this one is a doozy. You know, I, I'm just going to talk about some shit to lead into that. I I've been like, I don't think it's a a mistake as to why, but I've been like weirdly falling down another rabbit hole of the satanic panic again but like not on purpose i'm not doing it to myself on purpose it's like i've been like looking for episodes of my favorite podcasts to listen to like i'm going back through the the backlog of behind the bastards and like um last podcast and left and that kind of shit and i just happened to randomly listen to the episodes of behind the bastards on satanic panic which are excellent highly recommend and and then like today uh friday as of when we're recording this last podcast put out their new series on the guy who basically started satanic panic and i'm like oh that's really <laughs> you've manifested it i haven't uh you QAnon did uh i feel like everyone <laughs> is like really focusing on the origins of QAnon because the QAnon's not new, you know. It's like just yeah. a, it's just the same thing that just keeps happening over and over again. It's but, an echo, but yeah. we should probably say the name of the book we're talking. Well, that's I'm getting to it. I was I was it was a slow lead in. It was a gradual. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Department of Truth number thirteen <laughs> by James Tynan the fourth and Martin Simmons. This book is so good. Bonkers. And it's so bonkers. It's it's so fucking incredible. So we last left our uh, our hero Cole and our villain also hero Hawk. Just uh, the guy he's with. Just a guy. Um, <laughs> he's just a dude. He's just a dude. He's so with right dude now. rock. We last left them. Um, Hawk was was getting Cole to jump into a, a black helicopter to go back to Cole's hometown to deal with his childhood, which is like completely wrapped up in the satanic panic like he was one of the kindergartners that like you know was was like accusing people of yeah hawk pretty much used him to light that flame exactly yeah um but we also found out that hawk was a double agent working for black hat so he's like basically taken cole hostage and is like explaining to him like the villain speech of like the whole thing and that's how 12 ends um but he's also yeah like so you do that yeah and like kind of leading into that they're going to there he's a double agent but also he's like telling the department of truth everything he's he's doing it like they're figuring it out like he's like yeah that's fine 
we gotta well, go, guys. <laughs> we gotta. Yeah. Yes, we'll 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 get to that. Uh, there's definitely some 4D chess that Hawk is playing here. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Yep. So uh, we we start off and it like they're they're getting to Cole's childhood home, and Hawk's like, "Have you even like been back here since everything went down?" And he's like, "No, no, because like." It broke my family apart, and, like, my mom still wholeheartedly believes everything that she thought happened to me, and, like, my dad, like, left, and she stayed in the house, and it's like, I just can't deal with any of that, and, like, that's pretty tragic. And then uh, Hawk's like, well, you're really gonna hate where we go next, and they go to his <laughs> elementary school. It's like, oh, oh god. Yeah. Um, and at which point, uh, Cole pulls a gun on Hawk, and he's like, oh, you really should have frisked me, and he's like, I could have, if I wanted to kill you, I would have killed you while you slept done it in your bed. 50 different times by. Yeah, I could have pushed you out of the helicopter. Like, <laughs> yeah. This yeah, is not like, why I'm doing that's this. That's not what this is about. Uh, yeah. You can pull the trigger if you want, but then you won't see how this plays out. And he's like, okay. Um, so yeah, they go to the school and. Well, this is kind of where he explains like the offer. It's not the same as the Dar- like the black hat. They're they're um, they're zealots basically, and they're trying to burn everything to the fucking ground like yeah. and he's like these people are fucking like they mean business and they are crazy yeah like these dudes yeah. are not gonna give up yeah they all. are more than happy to die for that cause of, yeah. of taking down the department like, and that's the difference between like so far like what cole thinks he's in and 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 these black hat people that are trying to recruit him because he's kind of like the linchpin yeah because also because like when he pulls that gun on him Hawk's like, yeah, you could kill me. There's also a bunch of people with guns pointed at you because all I have to do is tell any of these people in this organization that I need their, you know, need them to die for me, and they will. Yeah. Um, it's kind of where that goes. But uh, yeah. So then Hawk finds like the secret staircase that wasn't supposed to have existed. Um, that didn't Cole, exist. Yeah, yeah. Because Cole's That's like, the they key. searched everywhere. Like we could never find the staircase. Like very Pizzagate of them. Like there is no basement, you know. Um, but uh, the basement at the Alamo. <laughs> but yeah, so they they find the non-existent staircase, and in a in a cool little twist of the format of like the whole last oh. story arc, Hawk tells Cole, "Why don't you explain to me what the Satanic Panic is?" And Cole's this like, "This page is incredible." Oh yeah. But I love that Cole's like the next like wait, five pages. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh my god! Oh my it's god! Unbelievable. But yeah, he's like, why don't you? Why? Why? You're usually the one telling me. Why? Why am I telling you? He's like, I'm. I don't want to keep talking. Also, I feel like this is your expertise. Yeah, you know all this shit. Yeah, yeah you. Yeah, because that's you know you got accidentally radicalized by it because you were coerced into a forced confession that started the satanic panic. You know. Um, I, false, now I, I even I, I do want to say false memories because he talks about. This is the staircase from my memories. He was given false memories. Yeah, yeah, that the caused confessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I, it's I more than that, though. It's more than a forced confession. He believed what he was saying. Well, that's had, that's what yeah. forced confessions are. A lot of times, these kids get false memories because of the forced confessions. It's like it's like psychologists that were like leading the questioning and convincing these kids, like, okay, well, then what happened? And then like. They would well, get these kids wrapped up in the fantasy, and they often and then the use hypnosis. Be- well, yeah, because yeah. I think there's too. a different. Yeah. yeah, I think the term. I think it's semantics, but like, you can lead someone to give a confession that they don't actually mean by tricking them and by questioning, especially children. There's plenty of documentaries about that with not just the Satanic Panic, but like him having a memory of that bookcase because, like you said, they're under like hypnosis or something. Like they're 
and they've proven like it's very easy to do that. Yeah, especially with children. Implant false like, memories. Implanted yeah. false memories is is happens so they think time this and is time something again. True. Yeah. 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 And and I do want to say like I I I have I have anxiety around satanic panic like i i kind of always have and when it starts to creep into the zeitgeist i always get like nervous and cagey and everything else i think i've, I've mentioned this on previous episodes where we've covered oh, this yeah. book pretty much but every single one we both talk this about. conversation does such a good job of pointing at it for what it is and not sensationalizing it yeah, i mean it's sensationalizing absolutely. it in that it's this amazing fiction that that they're unfolding but the real world satanic panic they lay it out for exactly what it is it's a history. And they absolutely. give you a history lesson it's the instead. same way that they do with all the other with like the mm-hmm. cryptids and with the mm-hmm. you know like like the the false flag school shootings and like all these things they, they lay it out and like here's the actual like the the, the uh alistair crowley occult like yeah. all that shit there's like th- real things that happen and then they wrap it up into this like you know quote-unquote this other st- that, yeah they, this yeah. story but like most of it's just like it's reads from a nonfiction book. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all the pages where they're walking through this like satanic lair is is just. I love these different, which is things. awesome. It these... reminds me of the filmation Ghostbusters headquarters. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the different incarnations of th- Satan, quote unquote, or the devil, and like this is the part that fascinates me. It's it's the effect of christianity on the modern world yeah because that's ultimately what this comes down to it's christianity came around basically invented hell or not depending on what you believe in and basically went and found all these they had to found all these people who looked at these pagan religions and they kept they cherry-picked things that were useful to them and everything that was left over got all rolled up and they became that became satan that yeah. was and the pagans the already had the horned god and everything else. I mean, yeah. the, the imagery symbol- was already there. And, yeah, and they turned it to something much more sinister instead of just it yeah. being a a, a normal ass god. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's just um, like it's very interesting. Yeah, it's it's fucking fascinating. And like even before uh, they don't really go into it this that much in this issue, but like even before Christians had power the Romans were doing it to the Christians. Like, it was, like, this othering, this, like, weird cult that does, like, blood sacrifices and, like, we gotta get them, you know? And then Christians took over power and then they did that to pagans and then they did that to Jewish people and then it's just, it's the cycle of, like, whoever's in power has to have this other, this, like, ultimate enemy that is not only endangering our everlasting salvation but also our children. And those are like the two things that will get people riled up into a mass hysteria mob faster than anything. Um, but yeah, yeah I'm so. reading this uh, book that kind of talks about a lot of this stuff. Um, <laughs> and one of the most interesting things I saw was um, they were talking about specifically around this time that they're talking about uh, Charlemagne, the main big Catholic king, had died. And his brother, Rain, took over and was like, yo, this this is some bullshit. Let's go back to the other shit. This Christianity stuff is not great. Yeah. So we're going to flip this. We're going to go back to these other religions. He ruled for all of like a year and died. And this book is basically profiting because of that. Christianity took over and that might be the most like influential human death in history because that basically allowed the spread of Christianity as we know it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was fucking fascinating.
especially when it kind of rolls into this because then this this whole kind of thing starts happening across all of the really the, the world yeah yeah um super cool that's yeah this is that those two pages are gonna what make me read like eight books because i <laughs> that stuff is so interesting to me Hell yeah. yeah yep and yeah and that's like you know it's it's all Boiling down to good guys and bad guys, and that's kind of what he's going into. It's just like the Catholic yeah. <laughs> Church is able to define who the good guys are and who the bad guys are, and that that's where the power in lies. Yeah, they're the yeah. ones in power that have the ability to do that defining. Otherwise, it, we could do it. And also, we're like, not important enough. There are no good guys or bad guys. There's just a bunch of gray area and people just trying to live their fucking lives. No one is sure. like, like, with the exception of like, I don't know serial killers and like war criminals there's yeah, very no, they, few they are pretty great yeah <laughs> there's very few inherently evil people sure. in the world there's just people trying to fucking there's exceptions to every rule obviously exactly. but yeah, 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 yeah like the large majority like you said is living somewhere in the middle like even people that believe QAnon honestly think that they're doing something that's good like right. they, they're not doing it because they're evil they're doing it because they're fucking scared you know like that's a big that, that's what this kind of talks about like exactly what this is they just got scared of this uh, this idea of hell and they're like yeah okay we're in boogeyman yeah yeah exactly you give them a boogeyman and it unites people mm, you know yeah you want um, a boogeyman a boogeyman i got a boogeyman um. boogeyman <laughs> anyway let's get back to the actual Joseph plot of this boogeyman. now we can get to the plot Joseph of this book boogie arman <laughs> boogie arman <laughs> uh, that's um, doctor yeah, so- boogie arman <laughs> That's oh a Marvel. That's Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so, sorry, Casey. It, yeah, you're not. It's just, <laughs> I, I am not even attempting to keep this show on the rails. So that's, that's not fine. my job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then it, it switches over to um, like Hawks, like, um, like notes on on like the the case back in the day, and it's like Man. all about like Michelle remembers, which is a terrifying book that does that shouldn't exist. Don't don't look it up. What does she remember? <laughs> Um, nothing uh, that happened apparently yeah oh, nothing, well. all completely <laughs> she's not very good at it then completely yeah. fake things about like satanic ritual abuse um but yeah like yeah um this is basically like his like can show make shit up I, dude this like <laughs> broke my fucking heart because clearly hawk this whole time like he feels so bad about this well yeah because th- so then he realizes he's like yeah you were the piece of the puzzle that i was looking for because mm-hmm. i saw all this, like, people getting worked up. They saw the hippies switch from, like, peace and love to, like, the 70s occultists, and they saw Jonestown Massacre, and they became, like, they they see it, the writing's on the wall, and Michelle remembers is just, like, this, like, other piece, and now I just need, they need a the, little... He needed the spark. He needed the spark, which was, per- like, he was the perfect little spark. He was just this, mm-hmm. like, quiet, wholesome, you know, blonde, blue-eyed American kid that, like, yeah, how was, did he describe? was unassuming... He described yeah. it. It was it was a hundred Jonestowns without a Jim Jones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. is I was which like, is just terrifying, right? Because <laughs> right. like none of this is going to work unless we have this boogeyman to pin it all on. Exactly, yes, exactly. So and then like, you found so, this kid who had these weird drawings. Yeah, this kid. This kid made up a drawing of the star-faced man, and he's like, mm-hmm. "There it is." Uh, and and then like immediately after like there's like one interview. He like pushed to the mom to, to was because he was like, "Ah, oh, like I put the dollar signs in her eyes," you know. Mm-hmm. And he, like, and they, she, did, yep. they did one single televised interview, and then the next, like, that night, Hawk wakes up with a star-faced man, like, in his, like, room about to fucking devour him. And he's like, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't let this thing out. It'll actually eat babies. Well, like, this said it thing was, is it was, so powerful. It was brand new, 
and it took him an hour to kill it. It wasn't even a fully formed idea. Yeah, it took almost an hour to kill the fucking thing. It wasn't fully formed, still flickering in and out of existence. An unfinished idea, but I saw how powerful it was even then, and that changed something. And that page... That feed so me scary. page? So Holy scary. shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's terrifying. So um, fucking good. Though. So yeah, then, so, like, uh, so as the, he's, like, finishing explaining, like, yeah, I had to kill it. I had to, like, shut down all the press. I went radio mm-hmm. silent with all of it because I just couldn't let it happen. But now this guy, this Starface man, has been at Black Hat's side for, like, however long. He's, like, a couple months, a year. I, don't, yeah, I forget how long. He, yeah, he's fucking there. He's just, yeah, and he's just like, okay, so um, you can go in there and you can just shoot it in the face right now. Um, <laughs> or what you could do is shoot me in the shoulder and take this guy and go interrogate him at Department of Truth because he knows all the black hat shit. Like, he knows way more than I'll ever know. And Cole's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Also, do you hear gunfire? He's like, shut, <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. It's fine. Um, yeah, they know. We're, yeah, the department truce here. They're all dead. It's fine. Yeah, so it turns out that Hawk called uh, Cole's partner Ruby at the yeah. beginning of all of this. As so soon as they landed, been, the, the second they landed, so she's yeah. been listening to his villain oh, yeah, speech that's right. this whole time. Yeah. And and Cole's like, okay, so I mean, a Hawk rather is like, um, I don't even know how to break this down. It's so fucking brilliant. He's like, all right, when. Lee Harvey Oswald, quote unquote, killed the president. A weird fucking thing happened. There was Lee Harvey Oswald, the Department of Truth lackey, the like henchman that was working for the organization already. The person that they brought underground, but didn't and didn't actually get shot. He was yes. the fucking fall guy. And then, the actual and then, yeah. human person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was the the Patsy, the the Tulpa that uh that got created, that got killed by Jack Ruby, the assassin that the 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 Entire the idea, country this idea of this person who actually did this deed, exactly. a topa was created out of that manifestation. Because that's this, what this whole book's about. Which I think he yeah. kind of says, he's like, look, angels, demons, it's whatever we fucking think they are. Have you have you been listening yeah, at all, attention. Cole? Like, yeah. pay the fuck attention. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, he can probably say it better than me. Because I am not as good as James Tynan. There was the Lee Harvey Oswald that got snatched up by the Department of Truth. Uh, and there was the Lee that got killed by Jack Ruby. One of them was the man who had been an agent with our department since the late 50s, and the other was a shadowy idea of an assassin that was spreading in the press. I think the department saved the wrong Lee. I don't think it's a man running to the Department of Truth. I think it's the living embodiment of every horrible thing that people think the government is capable of rolled up into a man-shaped thing. So they saved, they saved the Tulpa and killed the man? Yeah, so and- he thinks that the wow. Tulpa of every, every government conspiracy... That Tulpa is running the Department of Truth. <laughs> More like Department of Lies. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Um, so yeah, so so Hawk Hawk is a like triple, quadruple, septuple right. agent who's been playing every angle of this and is like now trying to get make it look like Cole. But then after describing him, all of that, saying how horrible it is, he's like Barker, the guy running Black Hat, is worse. Oh yeah, he's way fucking worse. He's like, yeah, it's he's like, like what I- the fuck. <laughs> I can't wait to find out that it's Bob Barker. <laughs> oh no! Uh, Come on down. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and he says, yeah, Price Barker is not right. He says Barker is worse. He says he's worse in ways I didn't see until I started walking by his side. And what he has planned for this country, Cole? 
monstrous doesn't even come close. Now, now fucking shoot me. <laughs> it's just like, oh, fucking oh God, it's all so crazy. bad. It also is so, like, plausible. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. right. I, I defy you to come up with a better explanation for why we live in this bullshit simulation that we currently live in. I mean, I fucking, that pink slime from Ghostbusters 2 that's is the, the only, only other thing I can fair think enough, of. Those fair are, enough. Maybe they're both working together. Maybe we, we pulled the, the pink Fuck. slime, you know? We just need to animate the Statue of Liberty with some uh, Jackie Wilson. And then... I nominate Sean. I'm on it. I'm on it, guys. Right. Dude, Good. this book had so many, like, the actual, like, Department of Truth story is so fucking good. Oh, and yeah. just, like, the weaving of these histories of all of these things, like, that just gets me so fucking amped to, like, learn shit about it. And it's, like, it's just so, this is one of the best fucking books And it is, right honestly, now. like, if you don't know too much about the Satanic Panic or QAnon or, like, it gives the you what Ju- you need. Jewish blood libel that led to the Holocaust. Like, if you mm-hmm. don't know about those things, go research them because they are the scariest parts of humanity, and it will explain so much about why we are, like why people think that the vaccines have like microchips and all the dumb shit that people believe, and it's because like people are just scared and like they're they're searching. Yeah, that's for, what it comes down to, man. They're, and they're trying to, to grasp for control in a, in the chaos that we're in, you know, like, like, if but you there, can... there's also opportunists who see that fear and see a way to exploit it. Oh, absolutely. And then, yeah. And, and then, then that's, yeah. How, that's how you get Alex Jones's and like the, uh, and Joe, what, what Rogan's called, like, the, the, and... Joe Rogan, I think is just a fucking idiot. I don't think he even understands the control yeah, that he has, but there is that, that no, what's it called? Like the doesn't. intellectual dark web or whatever. Like those guys are all fucking grifters that are desperately trying to get There's plenty of people that money. have used fear and misinformation to control people literally throughout time in human history there's billy there's so many examples and most of them are presidents of the united states lots of them are world leaders in general yeah yeah yeah. it's fine (laughs) or just shitty magicians (laughs) what's the difference really not to say anything bad about the 90s band the presidents of the united states yeah they are you're gonna say the shitty magicians which is the name of my new punk band that's a great that's that's pretty fucking good (laughs) that should be the name of this show sometimes dude for real (laughs) we're so bad at magic (laughs) we're so bad at it speak for yourself i know (laughs) All right, well, um, speaking of some fucking wild-ass historical shit, you want to go to your next book, Sean? Yeah, speaking of somewhere you want to Jesus. escape and die because <laughs> you were scared of everything. Um, <laughs> it's Die Number 20 by Kieran Gillen and Stephanie Hans. It's the finale, and it's a fucking bummer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're basically at the end of the game. And it's the die, the actual die that's basically causing all of this and basically is asking the group, what am I for? And he's literally a god. Like, they're like... Yeah, he's a god and, like, you have to answer the question and, like, they're all just like, what the fuck do you mean, dude? What are you for? You're for a game. And he's like, rolling. And and he's like, he's like, I can't answer anything to you. I can only answer to the master. And they're like, who the fuck is the master? (laughs) <laughs> Which is soul, but he's dead until he feeds. So he feeds on the fucking bo- uh, the um, the fool. The fool mm-hmm. kind of sacrifices himself. He who's dying in the real world anyway. So he really knew he wasn't gonna make it out of this, and he didn't really want to make it out of it. Honestly, yeah, he had he had tried to like Chuck is the dude's name. He had tried yeah. to like 
like bum rush the god and everyone's like what the fuck is wrong with you that was really stupid why would you think that would work he's like i don't know i just want to sacrifice myself and they're like you that you have to sacrifice yourself for something sincere not just because you want to die and then immediately self-fulfilling prophecy Saul fucking eats his ass so basically they do that and the die basically explains everything that we've been seeing throughout the book Ultimately, all of the things that led themselves led itself to be created. Talking about um, the Prussian guy who created this war game that eventually was used to teach people how to fight war. Uh, yeah. the, these the- little soldiers that made it yeah. to the Brontes, and they. Um, so the the war game was basically, oh, that's the material. That's how we're going to. That's how I'm going to create the game. Uh, the Brontes being expired and writing all these worlds is the means to create the world. And then lastly, fucking the material was essentially uh, World this, War One. This thing created World War One, which gave Tolkien the idea to write Lord of the Rings. So someone will be inspired to create role-playing games. So these <laughs> dice were invented. They accidentally caused World War One. Saul in particular. <laughs> whoopsie. Yeah. A big so old whoopsie do. That's did, the they implication. Whoopsie do. Yeah. They did a Basically, big fucky yeah. wucky. Mm hmm. And it's, they're all like, um, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying we call It's like, could have been a different war? It's like, no, it would have, ha- it didn't matter. It was, it was going to happen no matter, it was no matter, no matter what, it was going to happen because all of the things needed to create me. So it was yeah, an inevitability. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, the die God is like, I am, therefore it is. Like, yeah. it, it's like, this is the certainty. This is what happens. I, it, you can't undo it. It's just like, I'm going to take all my D20s after this and put them in the corner. Yeah, they, they need to go to timeout. They yeah, are, seriously. They are, they are in right. trouble for causing <laughs> World yeah. War One. <laughs> and then finally, as I they're all it. kind of reeling at this ash the kind of the leader quote-unquote figures out what the die is asking he's like what am i for and he's like basically uh, he um she here they yeah i'm not sure the die no not the die uh, ash i think it's just a that that is a bean yeah um it was basically like the game was the adventure and glamour when their life was dull. It gave them a place to explore the worst and best parts of themselves to figure out who they were. Like it gave Matt the power to find what was um, nearly killing him. It gave Saul a drive to do something. It gave Ash a place to, f- to find their place because in the, the real world, uh, she's, she's a man um, mm-hmm. and always felt uncomfortable in that um, role in his life. Um, he let Angela play at being grown up. Izzy take responsibility, and Chuck decide he never wanted to. Like basically, they ga- the game gave us what we needed to grow up as people, and it's like, thanks for playing. <laughs> <laughs> just poofs out of existence. It's like you did it, guys. <laughs> oh um, well. And then um, basically, you know, Chuck unfortunately um, died, uh, but they poof well, go back and, into and the portal. And also, Saul started all of it by giving himself the set of die yes yeah so like the set of dice that like like so the the beginning of the book is saul as a teenager getting this like mysterious birthday gift in the mail and it's the set of dice and he's like it's what i've always wanted and then we see saul in the game 
putting that into existence, like sending yeah, it back through it time to portal. himself. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I just finished the loop. Okay, great. Now that <laughs> now this all has to happen. Great. <laughs> so then Chuck is there and he's one of the fallen, which we've seen the dead, and he he tries to just keep killing himself and he's like, Oh, I guess this isn't gonna work. And it's like, Alright, I guess we'll just we'll hang out here for a bit, and I guess this is where I live now. Um and then these two pa- these couple pages. Oh man. So they wake up in 2020 and are wandering around. All their phones are dead and they go to a gas station and everyone's freaking out. It's like we wandered into a store and we had no idea what happened. Uh, everyone was freaking out because we weren't wearing masks and we had no fucking idea why. Eventually we found some. We they were able to us, get that in. That looked at us like we were crazy when we asked them why would we need masks. Yeah, because oh, they had never heard about the pandemic because they've been in this thing for a year or two at the, this point. Yeah. And then we just see them kind of picking up their lives. Like Matt calls his parents and like the fucking way that he wrote this. I'm like, cool. All of his, both his parents are dead. That's terrible. Yeah. And then they show I, up. I, and it's implied God. that they, they, well, it's implied that they died of COVID too. Yes, it is very much yeah. so, but yeah, yeah, they yeah. end up picking him up and then they all kind of go back to their lives. Like Angela goes and visits her daughter and she's been gone for two years. And like, uh, you can't just fucking, you can't just fucking show up here. <laughs> like, um, I can't remember. Uh, Izzy goes back and she has to stay in a hotel because her house has been repossessed. Um, they drop Saul off at his mother's house and since everything he's gone through, he's blind. But his mother still like welcomes him in and is so happy to see him. Um, and then Ash goes back to, to his wife um, and it was like, I, I have so much I need to tell you about. Finally trying to like realizing who he is and then finds out that he he has a child as well so that's that's a lot that's that's um, kind of nice like i think he has nice. like the the only kind of like happy ending uh of everybody you uh, know, like. probably for at least for the time being and then we kind of get a picture of saul who's just kind of learning to live his life and then um talking about like the die will show you what you and you'll know and like for better or worse whatever Whatever that game show you, it's all for you. And he takes off his glasses, and the the die is in his eye. It's like you motherfucker. <laughs> you brought this shit back. Um, this was uh, probably one of the best issues of a great, great series. Like just them kind of wrapping there and then addressing everything and really realizing what they were there for. Um, it's the best kind of meta comic book, you know, like. Yeah. Not that Department of Truth isn't also a meta comic book, but this one is so about storytelling. It's it's very like um Promethea and the Unwritten and like yeah. Sandman and like all those books, you know, that, that talk about the process of, you know, like every Grant Morrison book, you know, that it's all the connection that the story has to the player or the reader, you know, in whatever case. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's um, unbelievable. Such an incredible book. Um, I'm sad to see it go. I'm, I was a big fan I from issue like one. I feel like it's a little open-ended, too, because... Um, like, they definitely we also, leave some room for it, for sure. Yeah, like, well, there's Saul still being possessed by that god, and then there's also um, Chuck in the game. He's Chuck he's is still in the game, yeah, and you and, still have and, all of them trying to get back he, to like, their lives. And he, like, uh, he accepts is, is, like, quests. confronted... Yeah, he accepts a quest from some, like, <laughs> elfish lady. So it's like, okay, there's room there. And, like, I could totally see this being, like, another group of kids get sucked in. 
You know what I mean? Like Yeah, some Jumanji shit going on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I could see this being like <laughs> Yeah. But uh I would also be perfectly happy if it ended there. Yeah, it's like very, I said, it's a very great you know, series. Uh twenty issues, obviously fucking perfect for so many reasons. Um <laughs> Well worth the read. I was I I love this book. One of my favorites. I'm sure I'll be reading this one a few times in trade um, over. It's just over crazy the next that years. we met Kieran Gillen like the day before this pandemic started yeah. here That's in the United right. States. Fucking crazy. And then here here we are closing talking out to, talking about his comic that yeah, is we also were, taking place in the pandemic. Remember the when he gave old, me COVID? That was crazy. He did not give you COVID. Christ. <laughs> Remember when he signed my comic books? That was awesome. Let's 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 use that one. <laughs> anyway, I hope he listens to this. I hope so too, because that would be great. <laughs> Thanks, Karen Gillan, for giving us a great comic book. Honestly, it's fucking incredible. Also, and I, I want to say Stephanie Hans. I want to say I told you so because I think like back at issue five, I predicted this was going to be twenty issues long because of the die. Yeah. Oh, uh, look at that. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Well, on the back of all the issues, you see the die kind of like unfolding as with like counters and stuff. It's it, I think it's um. It's not. It's not a very subtle count. No, I think I it. Just, yeah, I think it was very clear. But like once you start seeing the pattern of it, it's like oh, yep, there it is. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right, it's my <laughs> comic. Oh boy! You Drastic can, uh, change of uh, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely tone <laughs> shift. We wanted to get all that heavy shit out early. Well, I mean, it's not. It's, it's kind of. It's all right. It's, Whatever. It's still pretty heavy, honestly. Oh god. But. Um, so I have Action Comics ten thirty five by Philip Kennedy Johnson, Daniel Sampere, and Adriana Lucas. Um, this is the the final part of Superman kind of preparing to leave to go to war world because we've had this whole arc of we know mongol um has these like these people in his on his planet that he's like keeping as slaves that fight each other and um they worship superman or the the house of l for some reason and superman wants to free all of them but john uh says that you know because he he's been in the future that when he goes to War World, this is kind of where history stops recording about Superman. So, like, he's just, like, history just stops for him. Um, so, you know, he's worried about his dad. And um, last issue, we kind of left off with these people had been, these uh, people from War World had uh, teleported to the Fortress of Solitude and murdered two of the... Um, the people who escaped, um, ex- except for uh, Theola, who's like the the main one that we've met, the the woman, and um, she's alive. And they got rid of the Mongol invaders, but uh, Theola is kind of like freaked out and is fighting John. And then Superman shows up and like grabs her fist and is like, "Don't you know what are you doing? Don't fight us. We're not your enemies." Um, and the She's like kind of she's holding on to the device that teleported the the war zones, and you hear Mongol's voice, and um, so Superman's kind of like you know we're we're gonna help you, it's it's okay, and then uh, so she decides to, for the first time, break her chains, and uh, 
then you hear Mongol's like voice and he's going to like kill her with the device. He's going to explode it. And then Superman grabs it and um, takes like whatever the explosion is, but then it also teleports him to uh, Mongol on Warworld. But it's just like kind of like a holographic projection. It's not actually um, Superman physically teleporting there. It looks and, uh, cool as hell. I like the color. Like he's like glowing, and he's it, yeah. got all that Kirby crackle around him. It's it's awesome. And uh, Mongol's like, "Do you know before whom you stand?" And Superman goes, "All what I know is that very soon only one of us will be standing." And he like takes the device <laughs> and he throws it, and he like explodes it with his uh, eye beams. Um, that rules. It's so cool. <laughs> Because he throws it, like, directly at Mongol, but he's also a hologram, so it's just kind of like, like, gotcha! And then, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, like when bitch. a 3D movie throws something at the camera. Yeah. And then exactly. one, of, one of Mongol's war zones is like, two for flinching. No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Superman has a um, funeral for the two uh, people that he wasn't able to save. Um, and... Then also Theola is hurt from the explosion, and she's in like a, a Bach the tank like Star Wars. Um, <laughs> and Superman's kind of talking about the funeral. He's like, I don't know who these people are. Um, he he has this suspicion that they're Kryptonian, but he just doesn't know. Um, which is kind of like one of the reasons why he wants. To, he's pressing so hard to go to Warworld like immediately. And um, he's like, I'm going to go to Warworld, I'm going to free all of them, and I'm going to make, uh, and I'm going to have them tell me all they, uh, all they know about these people so I can, like, actually properly bury them. And, um, and then, the, then the Justice League show up, because Superman got kicked out of the Justice League, I guess, for causing a almost war between uh, Earth like America and Atlantis because they were both fighting over the, uh, the power source that fell from the, the war world ship. And Superman just kind of was like, you know what? Neither of you can have it. And he just <laughs> took it. Um, he, just, he just hid it at the top of the closet and said, if you guys can't play nice, no one has. <laughs> if you guys can't until, reach this. <laughs> until you learn to share, I'm taking it away. Put also, in a childproof the, cookie jar. The- Balls on anyone in the Justice League to kick out Superman. Like, what? Well, no, they, right? they talk about it, and it's like, in order to be the Justice League, they have to be allies of every, like, government, and mm-hmm. Superman just calls, like, international incident, <laughs> so he can't be on the Justice League. I'm like, that's... Sure, whatever. I feel like just I feel maybe like, give him a suspension or something. I feel like every single move that any of them make would cause an international incident. Literally, like, Black Adam is on the team. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking war criminal, right? Like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> like, okay. Like, like uh, Green Arrow's gonna eat, like, a hero and then, like, piss off somebody. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that. Everything that they do is going to cause, like, an incident. Yeah. Yeah. So then they have this conversation where he's like, so I guess you guys aren't going to go war world with me. And he's like, we want to, but, you know, if you could just wait. And he's like, I'm not going to wait any longer. (laughs) Um, And then Batman stays behind for an extra minute. And he, uh, he's, like, just, you know, trying to chew him out and tell him that it's really reckless, that it's a trap 
Everyone keeps telling Superman it's a giraffe, and he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I have to do it. Um, <laughs> but he's like, tell me what, stupid, what you guys. really want. He's like, tell... Uh, he talks to Batman, he's like, tell me what you really want to say. He's like, I heard that you have a, another team in place instead of the League to go to um, Warworld, and then there's an editor's box, and it says, see Batman, Superman, and the Authority. So we're going to get a one-shot with the Authority, and it kind of ends with Superman joining up with um, the Authority to go. Yeah. That's what I was flipping through, was like, um... Is this the same fucking crew that we're reading in the other book? It is, yeah. But that one's in the future. Yeah. So, th- I mean, that's, in- Morrison, that's interesting. Morrison, they did say that they um, talked to the writer of this book and to sync up the, the storyline. But, like, it's just so far in the future. I don't know how it's going to. Yeah, maybe there's like a mind wipe or something happens on War World. But I was like, um, I know those characters. Right. <laughs> I don't yeah, read yeah. this book. <laughs> that's, that's cool, though. So we're going to get them in whatever the War World thing is going on, I guess. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. So I also, um, I, I really like what DC's doing with this, like, because Future State happened and a lot of it was good and a lot of it felt like, all right. Now what? But, like, they're doing this thing where they're going right up to... I think we talked about it last time. We talked about, like, Batman and Fear State. Mm -hmm. Fear State is the impetus that leads to Future State, and so is, like, this. This is, like, the... Yeah. uh Uh-oh, we're going straight towards all the Future State stuff. Maybe he shouldn't go there, but, like, obviously... Yeah, maybe he takes a left turn at the last second. We don't know. Everyone's gonna, like, you know, prosper and not die and not succumb to the magistrate. Hopefully. Yeah, you know, theoretically. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know. It's not looking great in Batman. <laughs> it's not looking it's not. great for Superman either. That's honestly. true. That's true. Yeah. Well, we don't know, yeah, because the history stops somehow. I also love that Superman has this conversation with John. He's like, you know, you're you're Superman now. I'm the man of tomorrow, but you're the rest. You're after that. Yeah, um, they, they have that cool. same line in um, Son of Son of Kal-El, uh, yeah. like in John's book. It's really, yeah, it's a really good moment. That's very cool. I'm gonna have to check um, out this War World saga. It sounds dope. Yeah, and then uh, he's like, he tells John that uh, the Justice League might try to recruit him, and he's like, if Damien's creepy dad tries to get me to join the Justice League, <laughs> I was like, that's dad. the best. That's such a weird way of just saying bad. Yeah, no, that's so fucking. It's amazing. Good. Yeah, I love that he's buddies with Damien. Um. And then uh, Lois is like, did you say goodbye to Crypto? If you don't say goodbye to Crypto, he just kind of wanders around and, and <laughs> looks into space. He's like, adorable. looks around for you, what you've done. He's like, that's adorable. Also very sad. <laughs> yeah, poor Crypto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and he has this great moment with uh, Lois where he like gets her to f- fly with him, and they're talking, and... Um, He's like, you seem pretty sure. He's, he's like, he throughout the whole book, he's kind of like, I'm, I'm coming back. It's like, you know, don't worry. And she, she's like, you seem pretty sure of yourself. Why is that? And he's like, because my love for you is the strongest thing there is. And she's like, yeah, yeah, show me. And then they, they kiss. And then, um, it like flies. Her jacket like falls, and then it cuts to a transition of her in bed <laughs> yeah. the next day. He showed her. <laughs> Hell yeah! It's, it's awesome. <laughs> Fucking showed her good. Anyway, <laughs> but no, I I love this story. 
I'm really excited to see, you know, how it how it ends up. And hopefully Mongol gets his face smashed in. Yeah, that'd be dope. <laughs> Sounds really I might have to check it out because you've been talking about this a bunch. And yes. now it's looping in that other Superman book that I'm actually reading and now I'm like now I'm invested. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna yeah, check this shit out. That that's, that's a one you. shot, so yeah. Well, there's, well, there's still the Batman one Superman one, but a- like Superman, One the authority, Superman like, yeah. the authority too. I'm like yeah. invested in those characters, and I kind of want more of them. And now that they're gonna, he just, they all just went to fucking War World with him. I was like, all right, well, let's check that shit out. Exactly, that'll be cool. It's called synergy. Good job, DC. You motherfuckers are gonna make me buy it. more books. <laughs> <laughs> it's called selling comics. Yeah. All right. So is that a, is it me? My turn. Sure, if you yeah. want to go. <laughs> all right. So. <laughs> So I got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 121 by Sophie Campbell, Jody Nishijima, and Rhonda Patterson. Um, this book continues to get great. So where we, where we last left uh, this story, there was a, a big protest to protest the, the Mutanimals, and Man Ray just ordered goons to just fire into the crowd. And then the place just got ugly, and the whole crowd turned on Hob, thinking it was him. And this issue just starts with Hob on the ground getting the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> Hob gets the shit kicked out of him in this issue. By, like, a bunny and a chicken and a panda and a sheep. <laughs> and Mona Lisa. The whole zoo. Yeah, I imagine whole- getting your ass kicked by a rabbit. Like... Mm. <laughs> Yeah, literally very- all of Usagi Ujimbo's enemies ever. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> I take it back. It's a great point. But then uh, one of the weasels steps in and gets between Hob and the rest of the crowd. He's like, stop hurting Dada. Aww. And it's like, oh, well, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> Don't make the, so the weasels sad. I love that. A chase ensues throughout the, uh, the whole Mutanimals co- compound. A pretty awesome sh- chase sequence of like, Everyone's going after Hob. Hob, like, buys himself some time with a fire extinguisher. And then Mona Lisa gets into the fray, starts whipping her tail around, grabs him by the leg with her tail and shit. Some cool stuff. Some cool action sequence. And then, of course, Herman shows up and just starts shooting. <laughs> Herman being a hermit crab with a dumpster for a shell with a bunch of guns in it. Dude, this guy's <laughs> fucking dope. And we I see Pete for the first time in like forever. Yeah, Pete's back. So like they they so they subdue um <laughs> Hob by Raph just sticks his side through his arm and Oof. into the wall. Ooh. That's rough. This is one of those things with Raph's size. Sometimes they're blunted edges and sometimes they're pointy edges, and it 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 depends on what he's pl- he's planning to use them for. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Anything is a stabbing instrument if you push hard enough. Or if you're super strong. Or if you wanted to practice a stabbing. I so. guess. Would you call it a stabbing or an impaling? Uh, you know, it, it's still... Oh, if it goes all the I way mean, through, I had yeah. The, yeah. Good point. I had that same thought about uh, you know, the you know, hermit crab shell being a dumpster. It's like, that thing must... How much does that weigh? And it has a Gatling gun on it. Yeah. yeah. How does that work? That's why that I mean, he's a hermit slow. crab. I mean, think about it. A hermit crab carries around a huge, a dumpster-sized thing around on them. I mean, relative size. Yeah. But it's like how Superman has the though. proportional strength of a spider. Maybe he has the proportional strength of a hermit crab. 
Did you say Superman has the proportion of strength of a spider? I did. I meant what I said. I said I mean, it. he does. Probably many spiders. Yeah, lots of fucking spiders. <laughs> or, or, or Ten just, whole spiders. Or just one Kryptonian spider. We don't fucking know how strong yeah. they are. Oh, God. Know. You know? I mean, look at Crypto. That's what I'm saying. You can only imagine Kryptonian spiders. That's what I'm how saying. How many yeah. of them do you think you eat in your sleep? <laughs> None. They eat, they eat you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, they eat you while they're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like th- we get all the bad guys tied up and subdued, and then Mikey walks in. He's like, hey, uh, I found Pete. And then we all get this wonderful dose of serotonin as Pigeon <laughs> Pete comes in. I like how like this the speech bubble for Pete is just like, hi! Like, there's like <laughs> yeah. no other way to read that. That's Pete. Hi! Yeah. I love Pigeon Pete. He's I my boy. You guys. <laughs> So, like, they're trying to figure out a, what to do. They're like, we can't just, like, now they have to figure out what their government is going to be, because now they have problems to deal with. So they're, yeah, like, they're like, oh, God, do we have to have a justice system? Oh, no. Yeah, I they're like, we want to have a justice system. We weren't system. set up for prisoners. So Pete <laughs> leads them to where Hob has been keeping the cages that he's been putting child mutants in, and they put them in those. It's a good start. There's, there's a lot fitting. of mental gymnastics by uh, the one dude. I can't remember his name. Um, that that uh uh oh I oh the the poison dart frog kid. No no no. Um, no, I think she's talking the about kid Ray. In, yeah, the dude in the cage. Um, oh yeah 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 Ray. Yeah man Ray. Yeah man Ray. Yeah. So like uh I can't remember her name either. The lion Sally. Sally. Thank you. So yeah, <laughs> Sally and him are talking, and and he's just like. She's like, you put children in cages, you piece of shit. And he's like, yeah, now I'm in a cage. And she's like, because you're dangerous. I don't want to do any of this. <laughs> yeah. But he's like trying to be like, but you're just as bad as me. Like, you're the real Nazi. And it's like, what? I'm only doing this because you're all. Yeah, he's also, he was like, yeah, the mutant uh, animal is divided, not just because of us. This is like, you. <laughs> it's like, okay. You're the one who fired into a crowd, you yeah, maniac. Yeah. Right, yeah. Th- you that lost all be- the moral high ground when you yeah. used it to fire into a crowd of innocent right. people. We, we like. may have split up for more than just us, but then also you started putting people in cages and shooting at them. So this issue hurt because I love Ray. I don't know what happened. Something happened. He's been radicalized the wrong way. Oof. What kind of, what kind of animal is this dude supposed to be? A man- he's, he's a, a manta ray. He does name's His name's man ray. Like, 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 like the stingray? Yeah, just jacked. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's all in that his head. I guess he doesn't have like the the body shape of yeah, a manta ray. Yeah, it's just in the no. But his head. head is kind of shaped like a manta ray. Like he's got those little fins. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, he's like the, they're down because he's sad. He's like the villain from <laughs> Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, there you go. Where nice. he looks like uh looks like Tarn from. That's exactly what I was about to say. He looks like Tarn uh from yeah. from X Men. <laughs> Shout out the sword that we're not going to cover this week. That was also good. <laughs> so, yeah, so, but, so then this ends with them kind of locking up Hob and then like going like, well, we're going to have to figure out what we're supposed to do with you now because, you know, because of you, everything's fucked up. And they leave and then the weasels show up and he's like, hey, you want to free your good old dad? Oh no! And that's kind of where we leave things. Don't so, like, lose my my sweet babies for evil. Because the one weasel clearly is like, "Oh, you're 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 still my papa," and the other ones are like, "I don't know if this is a great idea." So, oh, yeah. 
probably that's not going to be great. Yeah. But yeah, I like this book. This book just continues to be great. Yeah. And I think that's fucking great. And and the other thing too is they're they're hunting down their uh the mutanimals food supply and the preview for the next issue was everybody sitting down to this huge dinner. So that's that'll be fun. That'll and be wholesome. Nice. Yeah. Love that. I love those moments in this book where everyone just gets to be a big old family. Yeah. <laughs> it's not all terrible. <laughs> So, shout-outs. Y'all want to do shout-outs? We could shout them out. Shout them from the rooftops. Oh, it's me. Mm-hmm. You did it. All right. Uh, my shout-out is Harley Quinn number seven by Stephanie Phillips, Riley Rosmo, and Ivan Placentia. Harley has to go find Waffles the dog. <laughs> <laughs> the best new character. Dude, and that uh, fucking her thinking of what waffles the dog looks like yes! fucking cracked me the fuck up. She was I just waffles. My favorite. I like dogs with plural names. My favorite part is uh, the lady comes up. It's like, have you seen my dog Waffles? And Kevin goes, uh, pancakes. And she's like, no, waffles. Like, <laughs> Why is that your first response? <laughs> no, but I have seen pancakes. Are you looking for pancakes? <laughs> this is my cat, pancakes. <laughs> I met a very teeny tiny like three month old corgi named Biscuits yesterday and it was the happiest moment of See? my entire life there you go <laughs> this issue was great though it was very fun uh, there's the plot of Harley trying to track, tra- uh, track down waffles and then there's also mm-hmm. Hugo Strange dressing up as Batman during the fear induced Gotham and just uh, stopping people. people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, it reminds me of um, uh, Bane during Arkham War. He was, he was Batman during Arkham War. Uh, that was like when all the villains were in control of everything. Also, in the beginning of this, when Keepsake, Keepsake is like talking yeah. about all the people there, are those like their actual names or did he make those names up? No, no, no. He used all the things that he had gathered from all the different enemies to make his own Batman Rogues Gallery. Yeah, because yeah, like there's they're like, like the Kirkland brand Rogues Gallery. Because yeah, yeah, there's like, there's, just, like the fake, the fake lady. Bla- Bane is just Blaine. It's Blaine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, was dying. My favorite was fellow frigid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then uh, there's like a lady with a rapier and it's like kind of Catwoman, I guess. I don't know. And he's yeah. just like, oh, did I give you a name yet? Oh, fuck it. I'll just call you sword lady. <laughs> is there is there a, a the puffin? In this rogues gallery, um, polyphonist, sage swine, exclamation, and fellow frigid. I like it. Sage swine, instead of Professor Pig. <laughs> so good. Oh. And the freaking uh, polyphonist just looks like he has a muppet instead of like an a- like a freaking an actual control. Yeah, yeah, instead of Scarface, but like it just looks like he's ready to do a stand-up act. <laughs> it's like bullshit Je- like Jeff Dunham <laughs> yeah it doesn't look like yeah like it's fucking ridiculous there's also like a, I love the, the like the kind of the core part for Harley and this is kind of like uh, another mental like just coming to terms with stuff and she's like uh, maybe people who say 
if you you have to love yourself first before other people will love you, maybe they're fucking wrong. Maybe yeah. I managed to find people who <laughs> love me even if I struggle to. And I thought that was like a really good line. It's fucking incredible, and it's like so anti like like there's that that like internet like good vibes only that's like toxic positivity it's like no one will love you unless you love yourself that's bullshit like you can't love yourself unless other people love you like you my god be okay to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and um so and then uh at the end the gardener shows up and she says that she's found ivy because one of the whole things is they need ivy to stop um Fear state. De- destroying Gotham, which she's yeah. like, she's got control of Gotham's like whole uh, underground, right? Yeah, they pretty much say since she's underground, she basically and the way she's spread out, like she could literally just take the entire fucking city down. I yeah, think. yeah. So um, like, she's the key to the pl- everyone's villain plan. Yeah. So <laughs> Strange tells that to Keepsake, and uh, so Keepsake and. I guess Strange are gonna go try to find Harley to get to Ivy, and then yeah, the gardener. Like them, yeah. Yeah, and then the gardener um is gonna team up with Harley to uh, and then now they know where she is. So yeah, crucial sure. information at the end. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I wonder where this is taking place because in one of the Batman books, the gardener and Harley found part of Ivy already. I think that is just the the part that is like. That's uh, the, in control of Gotham and not yeah, not the part that's going to make her whole, which I believe yes, is an alley. That's town the part with, that they need because yeah, I know yeah. there is a um, Tynan Gardner one shot that is going to okay. That's, that's probably the sequel to this book, actually. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I wasn't sure where it like slotted in, so I guess they're looking for that the other Ivy. Yes, yeah, Got I think it. that's yeah. they're looking for like her heart. Yeah, like they exactly. found they found the villainous part of Ivy. Yes, they need they need her like soul. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Is this me or you, Casey? In this next one, I assumed it was you. Oh, okay. Well, you <laughs> down. that's fine. You don't have you don't have to talk about it if you didn't like no, it. No, it was dope. Okay, uh, I'll do it real quick. Lock and Key, Sandman, Helen Gone, Number Two. By Joe Hill, Gabriel Rodriguez, and Jay Fotos. Uh, this is the end of the crossover, and it's a lot of pages. So <laughs> that was great. Uh, I thought I missed an issue, um, but turns out, nope, they're just real big. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was fucking fun. Uh, basically, we have one of the Locke daughters um, goes to where. Morpheus is imprisoned in the beginning of Sandman and um, befriends a kid there who has his helmet and basically like, hey, you could use my anywhere key if I get to use your helmet and go do some shit. And basically she pops over into dream the dream world and has all of his stuff and fights the Corinthian, uh, which is fun. Um, and then... Because ultimately, she's just trying to find and rescue her brother, who we saw in the other lock and key one shots, like Helen Gone, um, not Helen Gone, um, Impale Battalion. Thank you. Go. I knew I knew half of that title. <laughs> so thank you. So like, it's all tied together. All these one shots tie together in in this storyline. Um, 
and it kind of even pieces all the Sandman characters together. But ultimately, this issue is her forging the key to hell, walking in saying, hey, I rule hell, and then fighting Lucifer. Damn, that rules. <laughs> it, it was awesome. Because <laughs> she's like, they're like, oh, yeah, you need, it's like, I got all this stuff. It's like, oh, you need this key. It's like, oh, I don't, I can, I can make one. They're like, what? And like, trust me, I'm good. And like, she summons Etrigan to bring her to the gates of hell. And he's like, oh, we need a soul. He's like, nah, I got this key. She's, he's like, all right, you're good. <laughs> so it was very cool. Tied all the cool lore from Lock and Key. Um, together. Also, I didn't. I didn't know Etrigan was in this. Oh, yeah, Etrigan is Etrigan. in it as well. Um, and it ties a lot of the lore, like some just regular DC lore with Etrigan, and all the Sandman lore with Lucifer and and um the Sandman characters and in, in the Dreaming and all that stuff. So it was it was very good. Uh, if you're a fan of either series, I would recommend checking it out. Two big issues, and it kind of ties in for a very very emotional end of the book um it ties oh, in the yeah. other one shots that we've seen leading up to this so it was a very reading it all together i would hope i hope they collect it because reading it all together would be really good yeah absolutely um cool so my shout out real quickly is uh echo lands number two by jh williams w Haddon blackman and dave stewart um this book is super pretty super cool uh we get a lot more world building going on uh we find out more about like our main hero we find out about like her connection to like the different like adventurers that she's with and we find out a little bit about like there's this really cool like exposition device where they have like they're they're hiding in the sewers because they're running away from this like witch that tried to kill them and uh there's this like delinquent like device down there that that was supposed to be like an extermination bot but it's like malfunctioning and it can't kill them um but it like zooms in on each person and identifies who they are and like where they're from so it's like oh this person from this uh, it's like uh, oh this vampire lady from the horror hill and like this uh this pirate dude from uh the nassau islands and it's like clearly all these different like um storytelling tropes and these different genres and they're all kind of drawn a little bit differently and they're all coming together in what we find out is San Francisco because they have to like travel. They have to like cross the, the bay. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's like, I, I don't know what reality they're in, but it's really cool. It's kind of all realities. <laughs> that's, um, that's cool. They're yeah. In, they're in a so nexus. That's all exactly. in the San Francisco Bay. It feels like a nexus of all realities. And it's like they're like fighting against like the evil emperor that's like keeping them under, uh, you know, under his thumb. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, I, I'm still kind of trying to parse out exactly what's going on, but I'm loving the ride. So, uh, yeah, it's really fun. Keep, keep reading that one. And it's gorgeous. Yeah. Can't overstate so that. <laughs> okay. The time is nigh. The time. <laughs> we are here. We, we have, we have become. Oh, the second, second inferno of the week. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like. The culmination of this whole podcast comes to this moment in a weird yeah. way. Honestly, yeah. Like, we started this show on Hawksbox. And this is where we quit. Goodbye, everybody. So <laughs> here, is, here yeah. we are at the apex. Yeah, and like um, we mentioned before, we just did a Patreon thing. It's going to be coming out in a few days to talk about Hawksbox. And 
me personally, I am so happy we did because I enjoyed this book um, tremendously and I think exponentially more because yeah. I just read Hawksbox. Yeah. yeah, do I, yourself a favor yeah. as like listeners, go find your issues of Hawksbox, go reread them. Uh if you haven't been with us since the beginning, uh don't listen to our first 12 episodes that all deal with Hawksbox because we were not very good at this yet. Listen go to listen to our Now in Trade yeah. episode that's like a recap of the beginning of our show. That's going to be um, hitting your feet on Saturday. But cool. uh, cool. I would I would very highly recommend tracking down the Hawksbox trade because it puts that story into a reading order that makes sense. Yes. And yes. it was an absolute delight to reread. It was an absolute delight to talk to you guys and Nick about it. That that's a great conversation. I can't wait to to get that out to you guys. But yeah. my God, does this issue pick up right right where that one? A, a good like five or six pages is straight out of Hawksbox. Well, and like with this, <laughs> like kind of just starting, we were talking about it a little bit before we started. Like right from the jump, I'm like. Oh fuck! This shit's about to get real. Cause yeah, Hawksbox started with that iconic Xavier, you know, you know, two page splash where they're they're doing the resurrection, and but now round two, it's Emma <laughs> resurrecting yeah. Charles and um and Magneto, and mm-hmm. it's uh what <laughs> <laughs> much like um, the first time that we saw someone resurrect a bunch of goo people we have no idea what the fuck is yeah. happening yeah <laughs> right. and those are two pretty big people to be resurrecting and have yeah, something someone else running the, the show <laughs> yeah and then it's like oh that's where we're starting this issue this is gonna be fun <laughs> and um and then we're right back to f- trying to fuck up nimrod and failing horribly at so it. really yeah this yeah so we get all these few pages of them Attacking Nimrod and watching Nimrod just dismantle them. And just see the inevitability that it is. And then they talk about all these different iterations that they sent back. Like all these, you know, these different mutants that they sent after. They sent the Brood one time. But they keep noticing. At one point, Magneto tried to pull it into the sun. Yeah. And he had an aneurysm and died trying. Like, holy shit. But then they notice they keep sending the same. Like, so it's Orcus. Like, they keep sending the same mutants so somehow they're being cloned or it's like someone's mutant power or it's like but then they notice that they keep failing so they're theorizing it's um they don't remembering what's happening and then i I don't remember who this character is but basically it's like not entirely someone remembers that's why they keep sending them that's the red lady from from house um she's she's an she's an omega sentinel so she's like the next evolution of Sentinels, where it's like a like human brain mixed with the Sentinel. Yeah. To like, so I don't know what the yeah. game is. Clearly, like she has figured out, like they're doing this for a reason. Yeah. Somebody what? remembers, so that's why they're sending so them. They're but doing nobody, something, figuring but, out why they're sending it after Nimrod over and over, even though they're, they're clearly fucking, failing. They, they're not they're changing their terrified. tactics. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck are they up to? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we cut back to that big scene the iconic scene from Moira from Hawkspox with uh Destiny and Mystique crashing Moira's party after she found the cure for mutants this is life number three I believe three or four one of those um yeah. but this scene a lot of it's pulled right from Hawkspox but 
there is some stuff that's a little bit different and much darker. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I feel like yeah, Destiny is much more sinister. End, yeah, uh, towards the end of their conversation, it, it is. It's Destiny being like, "Yeah, we're all monsters," and like, so we sleep lightly or not at all. But that's just guilt. Here's what really keeps me up at night: you've been blessed with a curious mind, Doctor McTaggart, and I know that in the fertile ground of idea of shameless mutantdom has been planted. I know that you will cultivate it because that's how I see it. It's like, oh, fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, and I think RJ pointed out earlier, like, when he, uh, when Destiny has Pyro kill Moira, she says, do it slowly so she doesn't forget what failing to change feels like. Which was that's different a new than line, bl- yeah. It's a new line. There, there's so many differences in the in these pages. The... the that it's like it's crazy. I've seen so many different takedowns on Twitter <laughs> of like the 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 uh, comparing the two, and mm-hmm. I mean obviously none of it is an accident. And, yeah, it's um, right, very yeah. intentional. Right. And it's, it's going like, to be okay. So is this a separate life than than what we saw in Hawksbox? No, I think it's just expanded a bit. So two. One like, of the one of yeah, the you things you don't necessarily see that one line. I think I I think it's like from a different perspective. I think it's the same exact incident, but first time we were seeing it from like Mystique and Destiny's perspective, where they were the hero, and now we're seeing it from Moira's perspective, where Destiny and Mystique are the fucking. So villain. one of the yeah, threads that too, I yeah. saw was from the Cerebro cast, and they were saying that the first time that we see this, it's Moira giving the memory to Xavier. So there's a chance oh. she made so it's not her, complete. There's a chance she made herself more heroic and more mm. like that she gave him uh what she wanted him to see what he, in yeah, that right. scene. Right. Yeah, that, oh, that makes shit. sense. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> because like this scene reads so differently. Like you said, like in the Hawksbox it reads very heroic, like more standing up and like she's like fu- but like Destiny's like, no, you did you done fucked up. So there there's like <laughs> in the opening scene, she's like holding the cure and the first time it's like a narration, it's like uh and then the second time she's like celebrating, she's got wine. Yeah. Um and uh it's a lot more of like maybe she's not done trying to develop a cure. Like I maybe I wanted to make her maybe she wanted to mislead Xavier in thinking that uh she you know she was now a mutant like on the mutant side. Yeah, well, I now, was thinking that that too where like she 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 desperately wants to keep Destiny dead. If Destiny comes back, that's a threat to her. But Destiny's only a threat to her if she tries to cure mutants again. Right. I was also thinking that too. Yeah. But literally like- the next panel after then Moira's third life, now Moira's tenth life, she is out and about and has the book from Project Cure. Mm-hmm. She's still trying to, to find this cure in her tenth life. And she can do it because Destiny is not around. So she yeah. can go out and about. She's looking for... She's still working on it. I think. Yeah. Personally. I don't like that one bit. Mm-hmm. Nope. Because wh- why else would you have that notebook? Yeah. And, wh- and also, like, I, later on, you know, we'll get to it around. here in a second. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, Xavier's like, oh, you're, you're harping on your past memories. And she's like, why the fuck are you following me? You know? like. And we also know that Moira has Destiny's diaries that were all burned in Messiah Complex. Right. 
And then they have Orcus. I think they're tracking Krakoan gates. gates. Yeah. And I think they accidentally found Moira's, the gate in this apartment building that goes to Moira's no place as they were tracking her because she like pops in this apartment building and then one activates. And then the next time we see her, she's walking into her no place. Well, it's also very specifically, they, she hid a gate where another gate is. So it was harder to find. Yeah, so good. Yeah. So it, it's also we get a really good scene with the um, the horde culture because uh, they <laughs> yeah. they develop technology to like explain to Orcus in this like um it, it, like how all of the gates work. So they have so like they technology track to them, track yeah. the gates, mm-hmm. and they're like your tech your your dad is broken. Your fucking code is broken because this doesn't make any sense. And they're like, it's not fucking broken, you idiots. It, this is what's happening. It's like oh, there's two gates in one place, and that's why it's like double. <laughs> there's a great yeah. panel where like. The one of the old ladies is like gives her pudding and like you need to eat this. He's like I don't like pudding. It's like and I and I don't like pills. It's like I know you don't like either. So I mashed them all up together. <laughs> yeah. He's like at least you know tell me what <laughs> thing you hate. Yeah. And it's like tell me what flavor it is. And she's just like diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> In between like um, ape people yelling at uh, old ladies. This was a very odd scene, but it, it was, was yeah. very weird. <laughs> yeah. But then like. Um, the we have the X Force recon people like they are they know what's up, so they know like they're like oh yeah this Orcus team went active. Uh, it's like all right we'll keep an eye on it. So it's like yeah. they're following them too. So no one's really hiding from anybody. Here. Yeah, we we find <laughs> out that Sage has like a an inside person. Yeah. Um. Exactly. Uh. So yeah, then we cut back to Moira's no place where she walks in and Charles and Eric are just waiting yeah and it's like it, which and then we get to what kind of casey was talking about, like yeah they're just straight up tracking her because they, yeah, they fucking they they put something in her tea at they that first her. <laughs> at that first council meeting and yep in hot box yeah and they uh <laughs> they've just been tracking where she is tracking what gate she's using all that mm-hmm. shit yeah because she's the most imper- important mutant alive and they're like well yeah, we can't let you just go places without knowing where you're going. Like, you son of a bitch. Charles, yeah. I like such that he's like, piece of shit. He's like, yeah, there were nanites in your tea. That's your tickle in your left elbow, or yeah, whatever. that's where it's they, like, that's where they like it's... nested. It's like you, piece they of all kind of suck. Yeah, they all <laughs> yeah, suck. Fuck everyone, <laughs> just just sink this no place into yeah. the. In <laughs> well, yeah, and Moira's pretty much like, all right, are you actually guys? Are you gonna fucking listen to me? Like, I've been telling you this shit, and they're like, all right, we're gonna listen. <laughs> There's this <laughs> interesting. Um, part where Charles is like, "Have you ever um tried siding with the machines?" And she yeah. doesn't give a direct answer, and they ask true. it twice. Because like, yeah, that's a oh, that's an interesting point. Yeah, she doesn't. She kind of dodges that question. Yeah, it's like, yeah, what if we teamed up? And it's like, ha- did she try that? What if we just teamed she up trying and went that right destroy now? all humans? Or yeah, or is she trying that now? That's potentially yeah. yeah. Like, or maybe she's doing the mutant. She's using the mutant cure and like back hacking it to be like turn everyone into mutants. yeah a cure for humanity. Uh, yeah. yeah. Whoa. Lots but of- I don't think Destiny would care about that necessarily. So maybe. So, so, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Something tells me I I don't know. It's weird. I feel it's like, like they've been smarter than all of us. <laughs> well, true. No, I think it's I think it's interesting that whatever she's up to, she's very clearly hiding it 
from Xavier, who I which like, is impressive. Who during this conversation is like, "Hey, I'm reading your mind, and I know you're mad at me." I also remember. <laughs> yeah. I also remember um, someone on Twitter mentioning that the fact the last issue of House or Powers is Moira standing over everyone as a body, but she's got a Sentinel outfit. Hmm. Oh. And the, like that. the first issue of Inferno is her standing over everyone, like in the middle of everyone, and they're all dead. So maybe so, she has teamed up with the machines. Maybe. So that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. So I guess at this point, basically, they're like, all right, we're going to finally listen. What do you want? And then she goes into her evil villain <laughs> speech, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want you to basically erase all traces of destiny mind dna everything so there is no possible way she could ever 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 be resurrected so like i think eric kind of goes and destroys the different cerebro backups or changes them um they go to sinister they go to sinister who in this issue has some of the greatest single panel faces absolutely um, in the, of the week maybe of the month fucking it's so good <laughs> um and they go yeah they go to sinister and they get it and they kind of like all right um you know and they basically say as a good faith we'll do it like to show that we're on your side and also, we're gonna help you with this and then then moira tells them that mystique should leave the quiet council and charles and eric come up with the fucking maybe worst plan ever it's a really stupid which plan. is just or, to go yeah. to the quiet council and be like if anyone wants to quit they can <laughs> just saying we're just saying if anyone were- wants to enjoy the things we've built on Krakoa and not have to come to work anymore, they can. As if Mystique um, was going to just magically go, yeah, you know what? Like, what? I, I, will, I will say, <laughs> Mystique, I, like, at this point I go, all right, yeah, it's really stupid to just suggest that. But Xavier is like, I don't know the most powerful telepath, no, I, especially I think especially with that helmet on. So I was thinking he was gonna put the idea in her mind and like incept her. So I yeah. think she's uh, gonna- I think that is definitely like something that like he was working towards. But it just yeah, the yeah, yeah. way it plays out is so funny. <laughs> yeah, just like just the idea before like. It was, yeah, just like walking into that room with that idea. It's like, what the fuck are you it's doing? Just like, yeah. Yeah. Just like, by the everyone way, is like, anyway yeah, everyone is like, what are you trying to say? Like, <laughs> yeah. what is what is your fucking goal anyone here? Anyone can quit at any time. You know, Apocalypse, like, he just quit. Her. <laughs> he just quit. Yeah, that's not quite, that's not quite what happened. <laughs> um, I do like, after, before that, we get this ceremony with Scott stepping down as the um oh the battle captain yeah what do they call it the commander commander uh, the captain, captain. Commander, commander captain uh, yeah. is he's the is commander like, of the captains and he's like he's like we're good like i'm good and someone's like oh do you not have the heart he's like if anyone's questioning that shit you can come fucking talk to me like that's not what's happening here motherfucker <laughs> obviously not the problem yeah like how fucking dare you basically um mm-hmm. and then um so bishop is promoted yes um, and then there's two, 
since there's an empty spot. Yeah, <laughs> I, Gorgon I like also is, you know, dead. They're all just there, and Ilyan uh, <laughs> is just like, oh, in case you haven't figured out, um, fucking Psylocke's taking the other spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be canon. That? Okay. <laughs> it's going to be canon, because, like, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I just really liked that they kind of, they all have faith in it, and Bishop's like, yeah, I, f- I fucking got this shit. Um, and so they just have like a nice like com- like moment. They're like, "Oh, we have to do all of these things because it's tradition." It's like this has never happened before. Yeah, but it's tradition. <laughs> it is interesting. Yeah, I think you'll, uh, you think you'll find after a, you buy us a couple drinks that it is tradition for you to buy us a couple drinks. He's like, "Oh, there's no, they don't charge for it on Kirkoa." It's like, "Well, we're going to Madripoor because it's tradition. Whenever this happens, that we get into a fight." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like magic just. Magic to get in a fight anyway. Yeah, he just yeah, she just wants to get into a fight. That's really what that's what's happening here. I find the the whole like Scott distancing himself from any like structure right before the shit hits the fan. Like, yeah, it, it's. I wonder if he knows what's going on too. Well, he might. I mean, if, he does. I mean, talk to I Emma. Kinda, so that's what I like, we of, think Emma. Probably yeah, knows what's going on. We haven't talked about Emma yet, um, and yeah, well, well we can't. We can later, right now. Yeah. Uh, I also think that it could very easily be like a red herring, and Scott is just stepping now because he's actually on the X Men. Like he's like, I can't be a war captain when I'm in New York. Like I can't. And that's very possible well. too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think so. so. Like, I just think it's interesting for it the way Hickman positions Scott in house versus how he positions him here because in house he is very important very loyal very Mm -hmm. like very willing to go on the front line and die and you know do whatever and and stand up to anybody who's questioning yeah because he he's yeah he's at the forefront of all of that and why why put this captain ceremony thing in this book specifically if it has nothing to do with the power structure changing yeah i think this says as much about cyclops as it does bishop and um all the other characters that are kind of part of this so mm-hmm. then we get to the fun part mm-hmm. we get to our quiet council meeting where oh, as man. rj mentioned the worst plan gets put into effect <laughs> yeah just any, anybody <laughs> not naming any names but if you have blue skin and want to and step wear, down and wear white it'd be cool and if you, you wear did. white gloves and and boots and then, and then, and then kurt stands up and leaves <laughs> yeah it's like no, we have no, we bought you a pool noodle if you want to go hang out <laughs> you know just like i hear the tiki bar is pretty nice yeah. this time of year i like how shaw kaiser calls him out it's like uh, so you're stepping down he's like no 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 <laughs> not nothing <laughs> no. N- nothing that no. silly i just, um, I just it's what a so, stupid idea it's so funny to me i just like the the sitcom version of this where they just like can't get it right <laughs> yeah and i just love at this point mystique is like oh you want change I got an idea for that. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so good. And I let's, love how, um, like, let's have a vote. Is... I have a candidate for the open spot on council. And everyone's I like, love um, what? The, the faces of everyone yeah. as they're realizing yeah. what's happening. Sinister, Sinister is number just one. snickering. Sinister's yeah. number one by far. Sinister's just best. loving this. <laughs> and this, this is, is kind of when we talk show. about it. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, Emma, I feel like, is like, yeah, I know what's up. 
Yeah, <laughs> like, bitch. She's like, yes, yeah, bitch. Xavier, what are you going to do about this? Shaw's yeah. like, this is going to be fun, too. Yeah, Kate and, and Kurt are both kind of like, what? Holy shit. Yeah, Sinister's <laughs> just laughing his ass off, which is hysterical. And, and uh, Magneto and Xavier's like, oh, fuck. Just like cool, 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 cool. Play yeah. it cool. Play it yeah. cool. Don't be. Don't. Don't look like you're mad. I know you're mad. Don't they're look just, like you're mad. They're just <laughs> screaming on the inside. Because <laughs> our um, girl fucking Destiny is back. Because Destiny is fucking back. It's Britney, bitch. It's Britney. It's, it's like the the best entrance reveal. Holy oh, shit! This is so good. Awesome. Yeah, they Especially stretched with, it out, man. Oh yeah, they it did. It's so like four pages good. long, and like. Her face with with uh, Xavier and and yeah. Eric like reflected in the gold. It's fucking just like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then her just shall we vote? It's like fuck. So 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 I so think how we're long get is to Destiny? Be, obviously, they'll go into, but like I wouldn't like yeah. how long, how long has she been, been chilling? I mean, and, obviously, she's been around longer than when they tried to erase her from existence. But also, right. and what does she know well, about she's, Moira? She's been dead yeah. for like actual 30 40 years since mm-hmm. x-men 255 so, right yeah so um, this is gonna be that fill-in is gonna be fucking wild i'm sure so, so i think this is probably like the most obvious prediction but do we think that emma used cerebro to bring her back behind xavier's back like do we think that's what happened it's what it uh, looks like. Well, I think because I mean, who I th- else could? I think Emma and Mystique and maybe someone else killed Charles and Eric so that they could bring Destiny back. Yeah, they killed them, brought Destiny back, and brought them back and br- put back the backup, and they never probably fucking knew. Or is it really Destiny? Ooh. Or are they just making them sweat? Um, who would it be? That Mystique's is- foot. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, yeah, Fuck. I guess, I guess, I guess that calls into question when is that first scene happening? Exactly. Like when, when did, when did Xavier and, and Magneto die? Is that mm-hmm. has that happened yet, or did that happen in the past and they don't remember? Which is again, uh, fucking yeah. But like That's when, exactly when you did in the other yeah. one, <laughs> exactly. Like when did that scene happen in House? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's uh, fucking fascinating. I love it. And I, I love, like, in my mind, the way that this is going is Mystique going to Emma and being like, these fuckers are up to something. And then Emma doing the digging and Emma realizing, like, oh, they're evil and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help out my, my girls. Because and, like, <laughs> I think this has been brewing for a while. I don't remember what, <clears throat> I remember what book it was, but a while back when we get the mystique side of the suicide run in Hoxpox when they had oh, her yeah. plant the Krakoan gate. Yeah. Yeah, I and, think that was uh like and then, a, a, and then she ba- was like seven or eight of X-Men. And then then yeah. basically telling her go fuck yourself. We're not yeah. we're not bringing her back. It's so like, I think, oh yeah, we you did exactly what we told you to, but go fuck yourself. There's also And I think yeah, so since then that's probably when this whole thing got put into mm-hmm. action. So we haven't seen a lot of these char- like I don't think we've really seen Mystique since then. Um, I, how much you want to bet that like Mystique disguised herself as like Xavier or or Eric and went down into the no place and like talked to Moira at one point? Like, I feel like that's a thing that could have happened. How would she know? Yeah. Well, we also though. learned to uh, this week that uh, Solemn has his own Cerebro backup. Oh yeah, that is a thing. Right. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. And like, but, but who's that to say she could have gone down? in anything but like fucking Krakoa itself. Yeah, but so. she could have. <laughs> his last interaction was with Emma. That and is what true. And what if Mystique could have gone to the five as Xavier? Yeah. That is true. So there is that a is lot true. of the thing Emma could have helped sell that as well. So there's because I, I remember I remember when we that issue that you were just talking about, Sean. Yeah. My immediate reaction was, oh, at any given time, Mystique is hiding as someone else, right. Fucking around and everything. Like right. like for the rest of this book, she's gonna be. She could be well, anybody. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and like. There are multiple issues where, like, Xavier did something and mm-hmm. stupid, and you're like, oh, wow, that's fucking weird. And then you're yeah. like, ha, what? Whoops, nope, nope. <laughs> I don't know how yeah, often... Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know how yeah. often they include... Um, Hickman includes his scripts in, like, bonus material and stuff online, but I would be really interested to see uh, th- what he wrote for the descriptions of everyone's face, yeah. especially oh, yeah. Emma, because it's, yeah. it's such a, like, a not... It's like, an, I mean, it's not shocked, and it's like, it's so interesting. I keep going yeah, back yeah. to that line in, in House when um, they talk about Emma, and Moira's like, oh, she's up to something. But yeah. then Charles... Yeah. And, like, and, and it says we just reread Hawksbox. Hox uh, they mention Inferno multiple times, and this, like, <laughs> the, the dominoes have clearly always been leading here. Like, it's, it's not... The, every single piece of this puzzle has been planned, you know? Like, it's... Uh, just so good. Yeah, that would be amazing. I would have loved to see like Emma's would be good. Sinister's would be good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just pure glee. <laughs> yeah, because he's just like you cannot be fucking. Because again, like he know Xavier just went to him to prevent this from happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, so he's one of the few people that knows that Xavier wanted her wiped from the fucking mm-hmm, face yes. of the planet. So yeah. like he. Dude, he's probably just like, oh, you, <laughs> you stupid bitch. <laughs> like, he just oh, won man. a ton of money on ga- in Game World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he put bets on Inferno. Yeah, he's, he he's shorting the X-Men. <laughs> That's fucking great. Yeah, this was, this book, again, re- since we just read Hawksbox, this book blew me away. It was so great. So goddamn good. I'm, ex- I'm can't wait for the next one. And they're like double size, so it even better. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, go read Hawksbox. Um keep your earballs peeled for uh the our, our new episode of Now in Trade, which we're gonna give you for free this Saturday, as well as to Patreon subscribers. So yeah. Keep an eye out for that. We we dig deep into that. Uh, Nick was a great guest. It was it was awesome to to chat X Men with him. Um, Absolutely, yeah. So this week's comics, what we got? It's a big X week. It is a big X week. <laughs> of course, it is. <laughs> New Mutants, Excalibur, Always. and Hellions. Damn. Damn. Then we get uh, Batman, but we also get the Batman book by the Coffin Bound team. Yeah, Ooh. I'm yeah, stoked for City, that. Right? I'm yes. stoked for that. Yeah. It's gonna be so good. Yeah. Um, nice house in the lake. Um, I've been really enjoying the me you love me you love in the dark. That's um, I believe Scotty yeah, Young. That's fun. That's uh, that's been fun. Defenders, defenders, uh, Swamp Thing, just been great. Ron V blowing my mind. It on just that shit. got renewed, right? Second arc, I think. Hell oh, yeah. cool. Because I thought it. Yeah, I think it was originally supposed to be twelve. Yeah. So that's awesome. 
There's a there's an Are You Afraid of Dark Side number one. It looks like a Goosebumps cover. Yeah, like it's like, it. it's are a, you afraid well, of the dark looks, thing? Are yeah. you afraid of the dark? Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like a the same thing that uh, Star Wars has been doing with the like Tales from Vader's Castle. It's like the all ages. Yeah, that um, should be that could be like, a lot of fun. Kids horror book for yeah. Halloween. I was like, I like that. That's really nice. Spooky um, seasons here, y'all. Yeah, well, yeah, we got Money Shot. We have, uh, I think you mentioned this earlier, Casey, not maybe not on the show, but Soul Plumber is coming yeah, out, right? Uh, the horror book from the dudes from last podcast on the left. Oh, uh, nice. I'm really excited for that one. Yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's everything that's sticking out to me. Oh, my God. There's a Willy's Wonderland comic. There is. There's Holy a Willy's shit, Wonderland that's prequel. <laughs> Very excited for that. That's fantastic. <laughs> um,. Uh, there's a, a new Rick Remender, Righteous Thirst for Vengeance. I'm curious about that one. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. All kinds of shit. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, tune in next week when we talk about those when they become last week's comics. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at last week's comics. Um, we, we said at the top of the show, but join our discord. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you a link in the episode description. Go, go chat with us, talk to us, bug us, and, you know, interact with all of the other cool, uh, shows and people and, and stuff on the dueling genre network. We're and, building uh, well, a community well, and that community the... can include oh. you, the listener <laughs> listening right now. And while we're on the topic, I've had a couple people ask me, like, you know, they were a little bit confused as to what discord was and how you join um for for those of you out there that aren't uh you know business bros like these two business bros discord (laughs) is a social media app that a lot of businesses use to like communicate like throughout the teams but also you know it's like a it's a good social socializing community where uh you can come and jump in but it's also um not part of the patreon so you can you can be a part of that community without paying for the patreon (laughs) but you should also you should pay for the Patreon. Because then you can hear us talk more about stuff. But yeah, yeah you yeah. can just request to join uh, the Discord. We have, I believe, the Dueling Genre admins will kind of take a look and let you in. You can come chat with us and all the other Dueling Genre fam. Um, make our phones make noise, you know? Yeah. Have a good time with that. We'd love to Except hear from the you guys. random channel. I, I muted that right away. Yeah. <laughs> don't need the random channel if I notifications. <laughs> but that's not to say you, 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 there isn't great conversation going on in there. Um, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So do all that. Um, <laughs> get out there, buy some comics, and we will we will be right here waiting for you next week. Uh, for myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.